into it we're back into it after some uh traveling and things we're recording glee at a different time than we usually do so if this sounds a little off the cuff a little different a little bit more crusty that's what's going (laughs) on that's that's just because maggie hasn't taken her morning shower yet she's got that crust on her that's true i wake up with a full-on crust gross i have to break it every morning I, I there's crust all over my floor. It's just in shingles. It's gross. Yeah. Well, so this is Sam and Maggie Hakley. Um, and speaking of weird, gross medical stuff, this week we watched Laryngitis, which is episode yes. 18 of season one. There's more medical stuff than just that. and But actually, no one has laryngitis. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rachel kind of does. No. I think. No. She doesn't have laryng. That's not her diagnosis. Okay, well, <laughs> so, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Let's get um, into it. We get a full yeah. recap. Oh wait, no. Well, we want to do the. the yeah. We have to do all yeah. the. We have to do all the business before we get to the things. Yes. So it originally aired May eleventh, twenty ten, with eleven point five seven million viewers, which is down from last week, which had eleven point six two million. Who was the episode directed by Maggie? I'm finding that actually. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's episode 18. Uh, yep. it's, uh, woo. It was directed by Alfonso Gomez Rijan, and it was written by Ryan Murphy, which is why we get so many, um, uh, so many things that I think we're supposed to feel emotionally connected to, but, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's uh that's gonna be it's gonna be an emotionally charged episode today, folks, because we decided it. Did you say when it aired? It was yeah, yeah. Yep. May eleventh. May eleventh, yep. two thousand ten. Yes. Woohoo. We're finally into the decade that we are in now. Thank let's goodness. Let's see uh let's see some of these uh critical response. Another episode with mixed reviews, obviously. I don't think there's been any episodes without mixed reviews, to be quite honest. It's true. Um, CNN felt that laryngitis hi- uh, highlighted a trend of Glee storylines becoming progressively sadder. <laughs> which, sure. Yeah, I, stuff does get even sadder than this. So, okay. That is true. Uh, she wrote that the plot lines came across as lecturing and concluded, I still heart Glee, which is clearly one of the best shows on television right now. I just think that they want to lighten the life lessons a bit and spread them out more over several episodes rather than clobbering on us all at once. Yeah, that's a fair request. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think she yeah. had a point. Yes, uh, that's a good way to, like, I think, generally talk about the ep. Um, for uh, for the uh, upsides, the downsides... Um, uh, the certain storyline that we don't want to, I don't want to ruin it, but, um, here we go. Here, Glee still has its inconsistent, this is from, uh, Vanderwiff of the AV Club. Glee still has its inconsistencies, but it's getting back to the show I so enjoyed last fall. However, this, st- this specific storyline should feel offensive, but mostly skates away from actually being so because it treats 
the character in question with a great deal of respect. I don't know how true that is. Which which storyline are like just generally like give me the characters who are in the storyline. Uh, Sean. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Agreed. Agreed. Super hard. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So let's get into it then. Let's let's talk about that storyline and talk about why we might agree with that AV Club review. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So reviews are mixed. Um. So let's get into it and figure out why that might be. And so and why our yeah. reviews might be mixed. The thing is that while reviews were mixed, while Glee was contemporary, now in retrospect, it can only be sort of gross and yeah i was gonna say yeah like i i before before we get into it like i'll give a general thing which is like there is a storyline in this episode that i really like that i think is one of the best storylines in glee um Uh, and like spoke to a lot of people are you talking about kurt and bert stuff yes yeah okay good yeah because i think for i think like when I, because when I talk to people about this show, like like our podcast, that's the, that's the kind of stuff yeah. that they remember. Yeah, they're like, oh, sure. why why do you hate Glee? Like it was so important to me when I was growing up, and I'm like, yeah, I know why you're saying that, but like, listen nah. to yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so um, let's get into it. No, so, uh, oh, I I yeah. have one. Uh, f- so I was talking to um some some because i was uh, on a trip this past week which is why we couldn't record and i got um uh a subtle review from a friend of mine who said that they were enjoying the podcast because as a fellow fellow watcher of glee they really needed to decompress and like (laughs) just like listen to someone complain about it well they they needed to sort of deal with those feelings (laughs) yes i agree I think that's the big problem with people that just, you know, like that would just watch Glee is they don't get, they don't take a second to just reflect on really how bad of a show they, yeah, it is. Think about what they are watching, which let's do that right now. Let's reflect. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we start with the recap. Starts, yep. Yeah. It starts with a, like a pretty intense recap of basically only just the last episode. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I, I wrote this down mostly because I thought I was going to have more notes. So I wrote it really yeah. small, but I ended up sure. writing three three things sue's shame rachel's shame and will's shame yep yes because <laughs> you'll remember last episode uh sue had the whole physical fiasco with the video uh yes. rachel had the whole run joy run fiasco with uh jesse finn and puck yep. and will had the whole fiasco where emma found out that he was you know getting some nookie on the side yeah Ma- macking with the babes yeah uh, so, and after this recap, yeah, and fun facts, all that recap information, I, you don't really need it except for the run, Joey, run bit. I was going to say, Rachel's <laughs> bit is important. The other two, not so much. I don't know why they were in the recap. Just to remind us that they happened, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's the point of the recap. Uh, so, we uh, opened the episode on a but, uh, shaver going across. Yes. A person's head, and it is Puck. He is being shaved of his mane, which is a uh, mohawk. Duh. Yes. It's kind of his look. Uh, because his mom found a mole on his head when she was washing his hair. <laughs> and he's now lost his badassness because uh, his dermatologist shaved off his hair. Yeah, the the shaving scene is really cinematic 
it like has a great cinematography. Oh I no! Think. Like this whole like, episode um, has like a really it is like filmed at least more interestingly than um, typical a lot Glee. of Glee yeah. is. Uh, it's it's not the roller coaster shaky. Yeah, no, definitely. We we were, we were um, definitely away from that, which is nice. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. there's um there's a scene that's coming up right after this of um like Rachel talking to somebody on a staircase that is like really um interestingly filmed as well. Like while it's a yeah. reverse like a shot reverse shot seemingly, it is like yeah. a little bit more artful than that. And I don't know, it's um it's a good app for um for cinematography and for blocking overall, I think. Yeah. So so just to kind of clarify in this no hawk scene, um uh Puck, we so we see him get shaved, he walks down the hallway, everybody stares at him. There's a great yeah. acapella underlying um oh, yeah, like transitional of, uh, music. Uh, where they are sl- slowly crescendoing yes. into basically just screaming <laughs> by the time that Puck has um entered the choir room and everybody sees his bald head. He looks yes. so much older. <laughs> he does it's true um he looks like yeah. a chill 30 <laughs> which to be fair he kind of is hair. right like yeah um <laughs> and uh santana is disgusted basically yes. by well, so, puck's lack of hair well so it, it she she's not sure whether it's the lack of hair or the fact that puck is whining about the fact that he doesn't have hair yeah. to her. <laughs> um but yeah so he uh there's a fun little joke about um, that dude who lost all his hair and lost all his strength because Santana's like Samson and Puck goes, no, Agassi, which mm-hmm. is a tennis player from <laughs> from the 90s, I think, who had like a very lustrous head of hair. Gotta, um, love, gotta love the chill reference that no one's going to get on Glee that yep. is treated as a joke. Gotta yep. love it. Um, and then uh, we get a scene where the nerds of the school, including ba- uh, Jacob Ben Israel, uh, they yep. dumpster Puck. So they yeah. throw him into Puck, a dumpster. Puck gets, Puck gets dumpstered. We get an interesting um, crane shot that comes down on um, Puck's. Uh, yeah, form, and and while while it's doing that, there's a there's a voiceover, <laughs> and yeah, the Puck is Puck- saying, yeah, yeah. It starts with Puck, Puck saying, voiceover where he's um he's yeah. thinking about what he can do to be cool again well, because he's yeah. he doesn't want to get dumpstered again he hates that he's lost his badassness he's peeking out of the dumpster and he sees Mercedes she's wearing her Cheerios outfit she's singing with some other Cheerios uh, ha- just having a good time she notices that Puck is looking at her and sort of gets like a weird look on her face like she's like who why what are you doing. Yeah, well, um, he's also staring at her out of the dumpster. So, like, yes, out of the dumpster, he is. We only see half of his face. Half of it is obscured by dumpster, um, and Puck yeah, and- in voiceover is talking about how he's got to date the black girl from Glee Club, whose name he can't remember right now, so that he can yeah. be cool again. Yeah, the they're just a couple quick things. Uh, when the voiceover starts. Puck says, I'm human garbage, which I thought yeah. was a good line. Um, and then I mean, he is. Yes. And then Mercedes, the, the fun thing about it is Mercedes is with uh, uh, like three white Cheerios. Yep. And she's singing something. Um, and like all the white Cheerios are like getting into it and like clapping. And I was like, oh, Mercedes is teaching the white Cheerios to fill rhythm. <laughs> That's got to be <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's. It, this uh this plot line definitely smacks of like 
uh, you know, Ryan Murphy, Ian and Brad, like all sitting down together at dinner being like, so who hasn't dated yet? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's another pairing in this episode that we get to that you would never expect. So that's true. The next thing is the Glee title card. So we're finally there after Glee. <laughs> good 12 minutes. Um, and then the next scene I have titled Rachel Snitches. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, the scene opens on a bunch of pill bottles coming into frame on the black piano. And they're Rachel's supplements. Uh, Will is like, why are you taking these? Rachel's like, I have to take these three times a day. I'm worried I'm getting sick because all you do is have me sing solos. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and, she well, um, it's because she's she's singing solos, but also she's also been suspecting, yeah, that nobody else is pulling their weight. She yes. ha- decides to bug the choir room. This is um, this is in media res here. Uh, yes, she uh, she is talking with Lauren Zizes, who, if you remember, she's been on the club before. She stepped in. No, no, she she hasn't. That's not right. That comes in the future, but she has been later. Fuck. (laughs) She has she has been on the show before because she was one of she was the main um, lady in the uh, old wives club or whatever. Yep, uh, she was in the old wives club. She's also um, the only woman on the wrestling team at McKinley. Yes, and we also find out now she's the head of the AV club. Yes. Uh, So Rachel bargains with Zizes on. Um, this stairwell with like some interesting lighting. It's definitely um, kind of it, like it looks like a drug deal. Like yeah, I think that's well, what they were going for. It's more of like um, like detective story sort of backdoor dealing kind of yeah, things. Definitely. Uh, and the lighting's really fun. It's like all it's like set up so that Zizi's is like completely darkened and like Rachel is um, lit by just like a like a sliver of light from a window. Yeah. Uh, no, and it's like good. I sa- yeah. yeah, like I said before, the cinematography is interest. It's like a kind of a interesting, more interesting take on a shot reverse shot. Yeah, uh, Rachel and Zizi's bargain um, with I think it's like candy or something. Yeah, That's usually it's Zizi's move. cookies or something. Yeah, yeah, and Zizi's agrees, bugs the choir room for Rachel, and we see Rachel singing like doing warm ups with the rest of the club with little mics above their heads. Um, and Rachel's correct. She is yes. one of the few people who was singing. Well, okay. Here's here's my thing. Um, mm-hmm. So so they. To be fair, I didn't actually write a note about this, but the cinematography in the scene is really very good because yeah. so like you're saying, Rachel. We see the mic because Rachel during a warm up, Rachel looks up and we yes. follow her gaze up to a microphone, which is fun. Um, and then it kind of cuts between her between like the people in Glee Club doing warm-ups and Rachel listening to the tape later and yeah. writing down like people's names. Except how on earth is she figuring out who's not singing? I don't know. By listening to <laughs> tapes. I don't get it. That part doesn't make sense. Um, well, uh, maybe she knows where, where each mic is placed and where everybody was standing. Yeah, I don't know. That takes, like, she's, like, triangulating the position and being <laughs> like, oh, like. But, so, here's my thing. Rachel I is an- kind of obsessive. Yeah, well, I made a note that conveniently, a lot of the people that don't get along with Rachel are on this list that, that she makes true, of the people that aren't also, singing. Rachel doesn't get along with very many people. True, but yeah. Also, so um, and that's, yeah. yeah, we see, we do see like the unholy trinity like doing their nails while they're pretending to sing. <laughs> yep, and, and uh, Finn apparently like Finn like makes like weird faces while he's pretending to sing. 
Um, me, me, so, me, 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 me. You, yeah. so you, we, you, you. <laughs> so we get, we get a couple this, hints. But, you know. we, we get a couple hints to who is going to be on this list. Rachel writes it down, and we see that she gives it to Shu on the piano in real time again, back with the pills. Yes. And she says, these are the people who aren't pulling their weight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do want... Okay, I want to make one comment on our cinematography talk. Um, we, we're praising Glee so much for this, but it's really that it's Glee not being lazy. It's like yeah, right? Glee being a good show. So good <laughs> job, I guess. But also, like, for shame on all the on all the things where we don't like Maggie, the cinematography and all other television. Maggie, when, when someone who is has a history of bad behavior goes <laughs> through a day without pulling down a fire extinguisher by second period. We we should really we praise, praise them. them. We should praise them for that lack of bad behavior. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, so then yeah, so that's that scene. The next scene um I have titled Pucker Up because we Oh have that's Puck. nice. Yeah, well, so Puck um comes up to Mercedes at her locker in he's the att- he's attempting hallway. to seduce her. Yes. Um and Mercedes rebuffs him uh, pretty, pretty across the board. She's just like, listen, dude, I get that you're trying to get on this because I am very cool and very popular, uh, but it's not going to happen. No. Yeah. yeah so, I, and there's a point at the end where she's like, listen, listen, I'm starting to feel embarrassed for you, which is maybe yeah. the best line to say to anyone ever. Hot no, damn. No, I agree. Yeah, so it's it's great because, um, well, so Puck uses his typical approach that we've seen before where he... The way that he got into Rachel's pants was essentially saying, like, oh, we're both Jews. Like, we need to do this because we're both Jews. So this time around, Puck is saying, blacks and Jews have a history of sticking up for each other. Um, Yep. Which is not great. And so Mercedes, I said Mercedes' face accurately reflects our faces because he says a lot of really offensive things. And she points that out, which is nice. He says some shit. And Mercedes is like, listen, I'm not going to give you the time. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. That's the end of the scene. Next, it's Will scolding the Glee Club for not singing. Yeah, um, it's it's the it's the result of the narking yes, that Rachel he's, did. He's uh, telling everybody that they've been tattled on, and he wants them to sing a song that reflects their voice this week. Yeah, that well, is so their Glee Club I'd, assignment. I want to make a note here, real quick. Go ahead. Shu confronts the slackers, so he. I I assume we don't see it, but he somehow calls out that people are the slackers because first. The first thing about this scene is that I think it's a standard Glee rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone is there. So I think yes. he must have called out these people during this or before because not everyone else in the Glee club is a slacker. Um, but uh, one, so he confronts the slackers and Finn, fucking Finn, yeah. says that he doesn't sing anymore because he doesn't get the male leads. He's like, oh, I'm not yeah. confident anymore because I don't get the male leads. I'm like, fuck you. Also, like that's untrue. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he what claims male he leads get... have you not gotten? Yeah, he claims that since Jesse has been around, he doesn't get the male leads anymore. And I'm like, guess uh, what? Like, untrue. no, there, there are people in this club who never get the male leads. So you can fucking shut your mouth. Like, do what you're supposed to do. You fucking asshole. Sorry. Also, I, I... also, Jesse's not even there right now. Yeah, big exactly. baby. Yeah, so I just I wanted to point that out because I'm going to spend I, I made a lot of notes this episode. I wanted to explore why I hate Finn so much and I think oh, I've come right. to some really I think I've come to some really good conclusions about that. And this is one of them where it's that Finn is so fucking like full of himself that yeah. he's like, Oh, if I don't get the if I don't get the lead, then I'm not even gonna do anything. 
And I'm yeah, like, well, on. it's it's because he's a leader, Sam. So if he's not leading, he doesn't do it. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, so your voice is the week's theme. Yes. Which is stupid. Thankfully, the episode is not called "Our Voices" or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called laryngitis, which is kind of related, but yeah. Next up. Kurt and yeah. Bert have a hallway yep. scene. They have a chat in the hallway. Um, not really sure why. I think it's just that Bert well, is so there Kurt, to talk no, well, yeah. to Finn, right? Yeah. So Kurt's coming out of Kurt's coming out of this Glee Club um, rehearsal, and he's excited. He's talking to Mercedes about how he's excited about doing a solo. Um, and then his dad For is once. there. Yeah. Right. Uh, but his dad is there because he's going to take Finn to a sports thing. A sports thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so he, yeah, so Kurt sees his dad in the hallway, which is weird. So he says, Hey, what are you doing here? And Bert is like, Hey, I'm taking Finn to a sports That happens more than once this episode of, it of does. like, Bert, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so this time is at least the first time. So it's not too weird. Yep. Um, and then we can see Kurt gets a little, um, deflated by this. Yeah. He's and- a little upset to see that his, uh, his dad and Finn are clicking but that's not really it i think it's more of um yeah you know dealing with because we've we've seen him be upset already we uh was it last week or the episode or the episode before where kurt was standing outside of finn's house just staring at them watch base uh basketball together i think that was two episodes ago because last week was bad reputation (sighs) man that's some rough shit huh yeah so um so we've had a precedent set for this where we've seen that Bert, um, Bert, Bert and, and Kurt, Kurt are just they yeah. they don't connect on every way that Kurt wishes they did. Yeah, um, but yes. So that's that's the gist of that. We'll we'll be coming back to this. Don't worry. Um, so the coming next up next, it's Rachel. She yes. sing- she wants to sing in front of the new directions as she is wont to do. She yes. is Rachel Berry. She gets in front of the club um, and talks about how she needs to overcome the problems in her life, which are her fellow Glee Club members to a certain extent. And she's going yes. to be singing The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Yes. I didn't remember that this happened. It's so good. It's <laughs> such a good moment. Um, because, um, amazingly, Leah Michelle sings this poorly somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing is, I think, um, what was it? It reminded me of, there's some old saying I, or something in, uh, acting where it's like, mm-hmm. it takes, it takes a good actor to act well, and yeah. it takes a great actor to act poorly. Yeah. Like, in a way that, like, comes off as you're trying to act, but you're doing a bad job of it. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, Man, I think Leah Liam, Michelle's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, yeah, so she sings Miley Cyrus's The Climb, um, but it's very bad. Like, Yeah, finally, we have a performance that we are told is bad that is actually bad. Right? Thank fuck. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. uh, it's off key, um, and it do- we don't even get to the big belting bit because Rachel is stopped. <laughs> Yes. Before yeah. that happens. Um, and uh, we get shots of reactions from the club while Rachel is singing. Mike looks like he's going to puke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Brittany fun- likes it. Yeah, I was going to say, Brittany enjoys it, which is pretty good. Um, Will is like at, like doing weird gestures to the pianist. Yeah. Um, trying to like figure out like where the... <laughs> Like it's it's a little overacted, I think, but it is very, it's very entertaining. Um, 
Yeah. I, okay, I have a question. Do you think it's sure. shade that it was Miley Cyrus? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know if it was intentional. I think it was just more that, like, I, I doubt that they got the rights to Miley Cyrus's music. Maybe she denied them right yeah. to use oh, her music. And damn. so they were like, fine, we won't. That's such a good move. Fuck. Because <laughs> she definitely doesn't sing that much of it. It might be fair use. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's parody, it's fair use, right? I get, yeah, this does count as parody, I think, because it's so, so awfully different. Yes. Uh, um, let's get to the next yeah. scene. Well, just one quick note. Um, at the beginning of this rehearsal, so Puck is still questing after Mercedes. He is. Um, he he uses the line, "Girl, you've got more curves than a Nissan ad." So which Mercedes nice. goes? Really? That's what you came up with? Which. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way that Mercedes is reacting to Puck during these first few scenes is how Mercedes is, I think. And how and how most people are. Yeah, I think. and how and how we expect Mercedes to act. You yeah, know? Which is good because, you know, we've like, seen thank, in previous episodes thank, that that isn't the case. Yes, thank God we have some in character shit for Mercedes. Yes. Um, so then, yeah, so let's move to the next scene. Um, it's Ladyface because yes. Sue is confronting Kurt about being absent from a Cheerios practice. Yes, he, uh, Kurt is being reprimanded and Sue tells, well, Kurt is, um, talking about how he missed Cheerios practice because he was upset with, um, like his separation from his dad. Uh, yeah. Sue does seem to, uh, react emotionally to this a little bit, like being like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. Well, um, not, she not necessarily that, like, but... yeah, I, I wouldn't say that she's reacting with like an appropriate emotion because I think her reaction is mostly, uh, mostly a reaction of anger. Like she's yeah. mad that Kurt wasn't there. I mean, there's some like subtle anger, but also like, I don't know. I think she's frustrated with how Kurt is dealing with this because yes. as a, um, I don't know. Okay. Let's, let's be real here for a second. I think uh, Jane, what's her, what's her Lynch? fucking name? Jane, Lin- Jane Lynch's, like, personal experience as a gay woman kind of yeah. influences a lot of her performance as Sue. Sure. TBH. Um, and in this moment, she tells, because Kurt is, like, uh talking about how like he and his dad don't connect or whatever and because of the did they talk about if it's because of kurt being gay yeah he he's afraid yeah. like to, to borrow a word from a book we read recently on the devil's threesome he has a fear uh, of losing his dad over gayness yes and uh sue is like hey stop being so obsessed with labels you haven't kissed a boy you haven't kissed a girl what are you doing just relax yeah, and um, uh, Kurt, it, it, this gives Kurt an idea. You can see it in his face. Um, yeah, I, I have Kurt's plan formulates. That's yeah. in my notes. But uh, Sue butts out because student uh, chats are a huge waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we needed Sue in there for at least a little bit um, because we can't have a Glee episode without Sue Sylvester, obviously. Yeah. And Well, um, I mean, we can, but like... Yeah. You know, they contracted her for so many episodes, That's they were going right. to use her for that many episodes. And she's, I mean, Sue is also used sometimes as this sort of emotional placeholder for someone to, someone who can, like, reprimand and yell at people without being, uh, 
com- like without turning us as the viewers completely off because that's what we're yeah, used to. And I think, like if Will yeah. was to yell at Kurt in this moment, like it would be bizarre, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, well, like Will can't do it because it's not well, in Will's character, and I wouldn't. We believe also don't. It. We don't trust him. Yeah, so. that too. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, with I don't know. There, there's something about the fact that it's Sue. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. It's an okay scene. I'm not big on it, mostly because Sue, because the way Kurt takes it is not great. But like, mm. but we'll see. We're we're gonna get to that right now. So it's, it's a short scene, and it's over already. Great. Yes. Kurt and Bert are in a basement. It's the uh, basement painted Dior gray where Kurt yes. lives. Yes. Yep. Uh, and Kurt is butch. He's wearing a puffy vest and a hat. Yeah, he looks like a hunting lodge threw up on him. That's Which right. Is sad. Um, he he's he tells us he's going to be singing "Pink Houses" by John Mellencamp because uh, he yeah. uh, respects that kind of bold interior design choice. But uh, yeah, Bert Bert corrects him, and he's like, "No, that song is about how the '80s were a really hard time for a lot of people, and how the American dream isn't all it's cracked up to be." And then Kurt is like, "Oh, maybe we maybe you can tell me more about John Mellencamp." And his messages and his music and stuff. And Bert like, tells him, "Well, kid, that's probably that's really all of them." Which is <laughs> <laughs> good. I like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Kurt, this is it's nice because it is a little bit of an opportunity where Kurt and Bert agree to go get food and you know hang out a little bit. Um, yeah. But Kurt is butched up, like you said. Yes. Uh, which. You said it's sad, but also, like, whatever. He's 16. He can experiment with how he wants to look. Yeah, you know? I think I think the main thing for me is that he just looks bad. Like, it's not... Hey! No, no, no. I don't mean, like, in the style. I mean, like, his face while he's dressed up he like does this. Look, he, yeah, he does look sort of um, uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it looks it, like he's he, yeah. He's kind of got a, like a stink face on, which he's Exactly. He's been put it's like it looks like he's uh putting this look on his face constantly. Like it looks like it's an uncomfortable position for him to be in. For right. sure. But yeah. also like Kurt does sort of have a like a haughty like don't talk to me kind of vibe whenever he's dressed the way that he normally dresses. That's so, like, true. Yeah. That's not that's not also expressly comfortable either. No, but like I don't know. I think part of it for me is just like the way his face looks mm. when mm. he's dressed up like this is just uncomfortable. But maybe sure. it's just because I'm, you know, pro- projecting shit onto him. We'll see. Anyway, sure. Um, okay. Then the next scene is the doctor. Uh, Rachel went to go visit the doctor with Finn. Um, Finn is there for some reason. Yeah, like, it's not like Finn would drive her there because Finn doesn't have a car. Um, yeah. But whatever. It's chill. Uh, maybe Rachel just asked Finn to go with her? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, we so... find out that Rachel... Um, well, Rachel is talking to Finn about how like she's really worried that she's never going to be able to sing again. What if the doctor tells her that she's never going to sing again? And Finn says, oh, well, I mean... There are other things about you that are good, other than your voice. And Rachel says, what are they? Finn and then has, Finn doesn't say anything. Finn has nothing. <laughs> he he um, changes the conversation. But, um, yeah, he's like smoo- He's trying to smooze up to her with vague compliments. That's it's true. It's weird. I don't like, I don't like this because I don't, I don't feel like they've done enough work 
to yeah. make me believe that Finn is actually interested in Rachel. It just also, kind of happened. Yeah, also because he, like, Jesse's still definitely upset about the the uh, run, Joey, run thing. Because but Finn isn't. we're told that in the recap. So why isn't yeah. Finn upset? Finn was more upset than, than Jesse seemed to be because he yelled at Rachel about trying to be a slutty girl singer. Like, what right, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, again, we, they just haven't... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the doctor comes in and tells us that Rachel has tonsillitis, which has caused yes. an inner ear infection, which is seemingly why she was so off-key. Uh, yep. Because her that ears is, are all that fucked. That is correct. Yep. And um, he advises that she should get her tonsils out. Yes. And Rachel, the anti-vaxxer, refuses her doctor's recommendation and says that she would rather just drink herbal tea. It does sort of come off as anti-vaxxing, doesn't it? Yeah, because, like, this is a doctor telling her, like, you've had, like, she, he, he even says, it's likely that you've had tonsillitis before. Yeah. It's likely that this has been a problem before, and I highly recommend taking your tonsils out so that way you don't get sick anymore. <laughs> yes. And Rachel is like, why can't I just drink herbal tea when it's going to do exactly the same thing? And it's like, Rachel, it's not. What the fuck? Yeah, well, so... Luckily, so we find out why Finn is there. He's there to mansplain the situation because That's Rachel right. gets hysterical about how she doesn't want to have surgery and the doctor she needs d- someone to explain it to him. She doesn't really get no, hysterical, I'm, I would I'm, say. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating oh, for okay. the point because like, she doesn't. I gotcha. But that's kind of how it comes off when Finn is like, she's just worried about losing her voice and that she won't be able to sing again. And the doctor is like, okay, now I get it. Like, ugh, it's stupid. But um, uh, the doctor... Um, he, he gives her, Rachel some antibiotics and yeah. is well, like, listen, live your own life. Bye. Uh, <laughs> he they, gets in a good snark about dance, uh, dance moves. Um, there's yeah, a I, short moment where, um, Finn is like, why am I here instead of your boyfriend? And Rachel responds with, well, you know, Jesse's on spring break with vocal adrenaline <laughs> Yep, in San Diego. Um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I made it up that apparently Finn is into Rachel now. Um, yeah. And which, Rachel tells Finn that she's sticking with Jesse for now. I mean, clearly, uh, clearly Finn has been into Rachel because that's kind of a big part of his character is to be into Rachel, uh, at least these days. And, um... Yeah, like we see, about, like in the earlier yeah. scenes when Rachel is but has bugged the choir room, Finn is standing right next to Rachel. He's with her at this doctor's appointment. Like he's clearly into being bullied by her into going places. Like right, yeah. No, who I knows mean, what's yeah. going on with that? Anywho, uh, this is when Finn sings "Jesse's Girl." It starts yep. at this doctor's office with Rachel behind a curtain. Where we only see her shadow as she disrobes. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, first of mm-hmm. all, we find out why Jesse was named Jesse. Of course. They've been setting it up for this yes, song the been whole waiting. time. They've been um, they they got the rights and they've just been they've been egg they've been so ready, just egging yeah, on so, the plot for it to get to this point. So here's so just to outline this. So he's singing Jesse's girl. Um, it's cutting between the Glee room and Finn at the doctor's office. Still, um, well, it so goes, we're, it, sta- it starts at the doctor's office and then moves to being only in the Glee room. In well, the it, choir it cuts room. between the two for a little bit. Um, a little bit, but, but then yeah. it 
moves primarily yeah. to the choir room where Finn is playing the drums a little bit and he is yeah. like staring Rachel down. He has given yes. some intense eye contact. This is also in front of the rest of the New Directions, fun fact. So yep. he is singing about Rachel in front of Rachel in front of all of their friends. Right. Okay. Which I mean, I don't think anybody's that surprised. But the main thing, um, no, I think I think most people are like, Ugh, can the straights just stop already? God damn! Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but so I had a couple notes. So uh, the reason I clarified that they cut a little bit in between is because the first the first time we see him in the choir room, I realized another reason that I really dislike Finn, Why? and it's because so he's like a fairly tall person. He is. Um, but he has he continually has this like stooped yeah factor where he like like his neck kind of like bends down a little bit and like his yeah. shoulders are a little like and it adds so much disgusting like creepy factor to everything he does oh my god like, you're so mean it's gross it feels really predatory <laughs> Because, like you're saying, in this song, he is, like, staring Rachel down the whole time. Yeah. And with this, like, position, like, it feels like he's, like, like a Dr. Evil type where he's, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, here's here's my reaction to this song. Is that it's not... I don't think it's entirely unwelcome. Because Rachel had him play one of her, uh, her like, romantic opposites in her video project last week. Oh, no. Like, it's true. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying it's not entirely unwelcome. I'm just saying that I don't like Finn. <laughs> I I think you're blind to um to, to love. A lot of, yeah, like, probably. No, to a lot of like Finn's like sort of like dorky charm. There is a little bit of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't I'm not think saying I don't. This, I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm not saying he's attractive. We've talked about it before. How people being attracted to Finn is mystifying. But no, but here's my thing. I don't think he deserves dorky charm. I don't think he earns the ability to have dorky charm because he is a popular jock who already has everything. Like, I, think, I don't think it's I don't, fair. Here's part of it. I don't think he's that popular. I don't think he is. We're told, well, Especially not now because he's in Glee Club or something. The bizarre thing is that even when we're told that Finn is popular, I feel like people still hate him. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not I mean, even hate him. Yeah. I feel like people are indifferent to Finn. It's not like he's the best football player. It's not like he's the best basketball player. He's just around. Yeah. Well, it turns out he might be the best baseball player. There's a line later in this episode about that. Um, well, no, I don't think Finn actually played baseball. I no, think he did. Bert and, he... I think Bert and Finn just went to watch baseball. No, no. Well, but like, okay, we'll get to it later. But in the scene, I was watching it with subtitles, and Kurt or Bert does say that Finn supposedly caught a a baseball, like a foul ball, in the ninth inning. That doesn't mean you're good at baseball. That just means you caught something. <laughs> That's kind of half of baseball, Maggie. No, <laughs> catching no, things is a, like half no, of Sam, baseball. Sam, it's a third of baseball. The other two ha- the other two thirds are running. And hitting things with a bat. <laughs> I did forget running. You're right. <laughs> oh, whoops, my bad. Sure, it's a good. It's a third well, of baseball. Well, maybe it's a fourth because there is also throwing. <laughs> maybe it's a fifth because there's also spitting. <laughs> You're right. A sixth because of the pants. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Let's so, keep going. Um, yeah. So well. Yeah. So there's also it cuts between the glee room and Finn is pervily watching Rachel get out of that hospital that, gown that behind the sheet. That bit is sort of pervy. Yeah, right. It's it's pretty pervy, and then, especially because he is like, 
I don't know. His he's in, he's got some intense gaze going on yeah. during all these scenes because the camera is really close in on yeah. Finn's face as he, you know, kind of like a kind of like a lion at a watering hole. Oh God! Look, looking up from <laughs> laughing yeah. up at the water. Yeah, you know what um, I'm saying. And then- but yeah, so he uh, he plays the drums a little bit, which helps to avoid him dancing at all, which is good. Yeah, um, always a good thing. And then after he finishes, Shu stands up and says, we should all be inspired by Finn's by bravery. By Finn's bravery. <laughs> if I was somebody else in this club, I'd be like, yikes. That, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, what the fuck? What? <laughs> That was a lot for Rachel Berry. (laughs) Like, by his bravery? Like, here's the thing. There's a lot of, like, offhanded times when people just compliment Finn for doing things that he was supposed to do or things like... like, And so I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's sort of an interesting... Well, it's like what you were talking about with Glee, Sam. You know, when... um, If a kid is, uh, you know... progressively pretty bad like you know usually pretty bad all the time (laughs) fair enough good point if they do one thing right we must praise them uh and um i don't know i think finn would be a lot more brave if jesse was there and yeah exactly singing singing this song yeah so well oh that would have been so fucking that would have been such a good fucking mashup if finn was singing jesse with jesse's girl with like with Jonathan Groff singing something else about being pissed off at this guy trying to get his girl. Damn. Yeah. That would Damn, that would have been good. Yeah. Well, so um let's let's take a second here. How much of do you, how much do you think is uh how much of this do you think is your voice mm-hmm. when it comes to cuz well like this one I'll give it. Like sure like he likes Rachel. She yeah. is Jesse's girl, whatever. But there are going to be a couple more here where I'm a little more iffy about how this relates. Anyway. Um, um yeah. So the, ne- the next number happens immediately. So we yes. can discuss it. We can discuss that one. Puck yes. is um, going to sing with some righteous horns. Yes. Uh, some Sammy Davis Jr. He yes. talks about how he's joined a black church. Yeah. And has decided to listen to the entire discography of Sammy Davis Jr., who is a black Jew and his inspiration. Yes. Good so job, saying, Puck. Yeah, I was going to say, well, apparently, like to be fair, give him credit. He goes hard. When he, he does. When he decides, he goes very hard. Yeah, um, when, he, when he wants to seduce someone, he goes all in. Yes. So um, he sings Lady is a Tramp. Um he wears didn't a gross fedora, this, but didn't he oh. pull this same move of like singing to Rachel before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he yeah. sang uh, Neil Diamond, right? It's kind of his go-to. Yeah, singing, well, so, yeah. Um, singing a song from a Jewish icon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to so, try to, to to try to seduce a lady. To be fair, both Rachel and Mercedes get real it, into that. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, so um, so he wears a gross fedora, but it's a great song. Um, Mercedes gets into it. Santana seems angry. Um, yes, Santana is um, upset. Yes, um, but so Mercedes ends up joining him in singing yep. and sings the uh, female part, and it's a really great duet. It, it is. It is a fun. 
uh, fun song. There's some fun dancing, and um, it's a good duet, like you said. Okay, coming up next. Well, let's talk about voices, I guess. This is Puck's voice, I think, because he has pulled this move before, so it is in character. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess, but like the song itself, is it really his voice? (laughs) Um, I mean, the act of him singing it to seduce someone is, I assume, but like... Yeah, I don't know if the actual lyrics of Lady is a Tramp is really getting across, like, his personal experience. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll give him this one, too, because, like you said, it does kind of I line feel, up yeah, with Puck's I feel like it can, it can fall into the assignment well. But it's not like yes. Will is pulling out a rubric, you know? Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, he Will, does, but Will's he does not later a teacher, is the thing. So. <laughs> but he kind of tries to later is the reason I want to bring it up. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, the Coming next up scene, next, it's yes. Mercedes a- and Quinn talking about Puck at the lockers in the hallway. And yes. Quinn, as the writer's puppet, tells her to go for it. Yep. Yeah, she, yeah. So she says to go for it with Puck um, because right now, and we find out she's actually living with Puck right now because... Yes. Um, since he's the one who knocked her up, uh, but his mom won't let her eat bacon. So she's, she's excited because it means it'll get Puck out of her hair, uh, uh if, and if he's dating Mercedes. Give him, yeah, give him somebody else to talk about Super Mario with. Yes. Because apparently Puck is really into Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. Uh, it's, it changed civilization. Did you know that? Hmm. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Mercedes. I need lets to. Us know. I need to find you a Mercedes to talk to about this. <laughs> Mercedes knows that she's being used, um, but she's okay with it. She she says yeah, like she's, she's never been popular, so she's excited that someone is willing to use her for her popularity. Yeah, because it's never happened before. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, there. a little bit. But what can you do, Quinn? I mean, warns mercedes about santana's wrath (laughs) yes yeah she's so mercedes is like you know like i'm fine with it and quinn's like yeah you know i'm fine with it too but i'm not worried about me i'm worried about santana (laughs) yep uh okay let's talk about mercedes for a second here while i'm thinking about it okay so we're always uh i don't know i feel like i'm constantly sort of upset with the way Mercedes is written for like maybe not constantly but occasionally upset with the way that like Mercedes reacts to these sort of things like before when Mercedes uh was so influenced by Sue's comments on her body and like telling her to lose weight and all this stuff and at the end of the episode Mercedes is like I'm ashamed to have done that it doesn't feel like I would do that and it's right. like yeah it doesn't this is it's the same thing here it's like sure I don't know maybe can we use the reasoning that Mercedes is young she's been yeah. seduced by Cheerios I mean I think part of it is that she's a teenager because we use yeah. that same we use that same reasoning when we say things like Kurt does stupid things that Kurt shouldn't do, or yeah. you know other people do stupid things they shouldn't do. It's because they're young and they're a teenager and they're trying to fit whatever mold society has told them they're or supposed the to be. Or the show like, the show is bad and characters don't yeah. act the way that we've been expected we've been taught to expect them to. Right, we might just be rationalizing. To the be show fair. might just be bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I I actually I I'm not as put off by this one because i think it makes uh, yeah i mean sense. what what harm is it doing for her to date puck 
not right? much. <laughs> yeah, and like I think for her, I think like honestly, I think she has a point, and we'll see it later in the episode. But I think she's seen a side of Puck that is honestly something I like. Yeah. Um, in in Puck's character, when he does, because like, when he sings to people, like he does, like you said, we go, he goes full hog, like he goes all in and tries yeah. to like, do the things that he thinks will impress the person which is not a bad quality to have so his his, uh his soft boy underbelly really really shows itself when he sit when he sings to either rachel or mercedes so far you know yeah so yeah so i don't know i i think mercedes could make better choices but i think in this situation i think she's making a choice yeah exactly whatever who cares (laughs) yeah so let's let's move on to the next scene um so it's Kurt, supposedly. Um, so oh. he's singing in Glee Club. Well, okay, here we are. <laughs> he's singing in Glee Club, and he's singing Pink Houses, like but, we said before. Butch, Butch Kurt is Bert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he's he's lowering his voice, and he's adding a slight twang. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone, while he's singing this, seems pretty concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, the Butch act is just sort of horribly uncomfortable for everyone, including yeah. us as the audience, because it yeah. feels... I mean, it's supposed to feel out of character and out of place, and right. it's supposed to feel forced, and it does. Um, I mean, Brittany's into it, again. Brittany, yes. the, um, <laughs> the black sheep. Yep. Well, yeah, so I, I made a note. It's not bad. It's just Melon Camp. Yeah. Also, very short question mark. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's uh the song is cut to be very very short. He only yes. sings like a verse in yeah. um the chorus, and then the song ends. I think it's because like the the show right the Ryan Murphy was like okay they they got it they got the <laughs> <Yeah>. joke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it is it is funny. Like I did like. This this is a good scene in the sense that it's very comedic because when it ends, like there's like some there's like a smattering of applause, but like Rachel claps once and like looks away exasperated. It's great. Yeah, like, I think it's probably because Rachel is upset about being sick, but also like I don't know what the I fuck think, is happening. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, there's like an internal part of Rachel who, like both her and Kurt, have sort of a strange respect for each other, which right. we definitely get to see. A lot of um, over the next, you know, five seasons or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, and I think part of it, too, is that like Rachel, this whole thing started because Rachel was complaining about how people in Glee Club weren't pulling their weight. And yeah. like all we've and seen this episode here's... is more people not pulling their weight, like more people like going the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. And now here's yeah, here's Kurt singing in a way that's not going to make them a successful club it's just gonna right. make them nothing Who right wants to exactly here melon camp coming out of a 16 <laughs> year old boy porcelain doll <laughs> but yeah so here's the thing here's the reason i keep harping on this your voice thing because then she yeah. says i don't think you got the point of yeah, the assignment he, he says i'm not sure you got the point of the assignment which, which... shut up sue <laughs> shut up shoe like fuck yeah. you uh you, so and... you're an expert on who kurt is now apparently yeah kurt responds with I'm not a box. There are more than four sides to me. Which, which is great like, because a box. done. Well, but also boxes have six boxes sides. Have... <laughs> they do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was when, when I was watching it, uh, when I was watching it the first time for funsies, like we had to stop because we were Fuck. laughing so hard about the fact that we're like, that's not even right. Like <laughs> it's a good response, but like, oh, 
but yeah um but yeah so then britney approaches kurt uh says the song was hot and she wants a perfect record for making out with all the heteros at the school because yeah, well, apparently kurt no, is straight she now. she thought that kurt was a uh, capital g gay yes but now that there's this sort of like butch vibe maybe he's not yeah is how it's phrased so <laughs> i mean i don't get how wearing a puffy vest means that you like uh girls Pussy. but i guess yeah i guess that is sort of true with when even when um when non-men wear them fuck yep yeah Damn they're it. kind of a yeah flannel <laughs> flannel kind of speaks i love women yeah it sort of does yeah weird okay yeah so that gets set up so that's that's our other fun pairing for this episode that you never would have expected basically britney is like if you want to tap this hit me up (laughs) and walks away which nice britney what a move yes so next scene uh, is uh rachel in the hallway looking quite disheveled she's eating cheerios out of a bunny bowl Um, yes well my my first bunny with like a ceramic bunny head on it yeah, the thing is, it's also pure white, so at first I thought it was a toilet bowl. Oh, like, I thought it was. <laughs> no, I was like, why would you get a toilet? Not like a real toilet bowl, but like a bowl like a, made to look like, like a, a toilet. Com- like a comical cereal bowl made to look like a toilet, yeah. <laughs> um also uh just so just so people get a good accurate representation in their minds i titled this scene the grudge featuring rachel oh that's mean finn finn initially when finn first sees her because this is a facial scene sorry y'all uh he is like are you sleepwalking are you all right (laughs) um yeah, and so uh, she's she's wearing like PJs and stuff. Is the other reason why that might yeah. come up? Finn, um, she tells us, yeah. The basic well, gist of the scene is that Finn tells Rachel to stop feeling sorry for herself because Rachel is upset that after three days of antibiotics, which usually lasts for ten or twelve, by the way, yeah. uh, she is not any better. Right. Yeah. So, um, but so yeah. So here's a couple pieces out of this that I want to take out because the first one. Is that Finn says this line, God, I'm so sick of you feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Which I said, that is rich. That is, it is so rich it? coming from you, Finn. Also, like, like you just saying. <laughs> that you didn't like, yeah. At her about how much you're into her. Like, you don't need to yell at her. Like, what the fuck, man? She is well, ill. My, my issue is that earlier in this episode, he said he doesn't sing anymore because he doesn't get the male leads. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, who's feeling sorry for themselves now, asshole? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, and Rachel replies with, I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I am my voice. I need applause to live. No, no. She's, she says, I'm like Tinkerbell. Yep. I need applause to live. And it's so good. Like, Yep perfect acting from leah michelle oh man leah michelle <laughs> is such a goddess i love her <laughs> fuck um but so yeah so finn tells her that he's gonna take her to meet a friend of his that's right um, and that's where this scene ends we don't yeah we don't hear more about that next is Brittany and kurt doing some light petting it's definitely <laughs> not heavy no well it's great because they're making out on kurt's couch in his basement um and Brittany is getting handsy and kurt is kind of like pushing her hands away which is funny <laughs> Um, yes it's funny because it's a reversal of roles because normally the mm-hmm. dude is the one who gets handsy and the the girl like honestly it kind of mirrors that scene that we saw at the very beginning with quinn and finn 
where like uh, Finn is like getting handsy what? and Quinn it's, pushes it away. It sort of does. They're sort of even in the same positioning, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it it's a show made by the same people. I don't think there's supposed to be a parallel. <laughs> but there is. But, um, there but is. yeah. So yeah, so uh Brittany talks about how so they talk about uh what lips taste like and Kurt asks yep. Brittany what boys' lips taste like and she says that sometimes they taste like her armpits. Because which, people kissing her armpits is a big turn on for Brittany. Yeah. Um and then Bert walks in. Bert walks uh, in because he thought that uh Kurt's proverbial sock on the door, which was a note about how he's making out with a girl inside yeah, was well, it's a, it's, it's a, a murder it's a, mystery a, prop. The the best part is that it's not even it's not like a note, it's not like a sticky note or anything like that you would imagine. It's an actual door hanger that yeah. is like like a cardboard thing that is like printed. So like Kurt put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> or I mean the art department did. But right. I guess yeah, we're yeah. supposed to assume that the character would, which maybe, right. maybe he was very nervous about Brittany coming over to his house. Yeah. Well, and I think he also wanted to make it very clear to his father that um, that's what he was doing. But yeah. yeah so-, so Kurt and Bert have a um, sort of a, like a very stressful talk here. It's, um, yes. it's yeah. So yeah. Go for it. Talking about like, Bert's like, so you're making out with a girl here. Um, are you not gay? And I I want to say something here. Making out with Brittany does not notate anything about Kurt's identity. He's yeah. just making out with Brittany. It's chill. Yeah. I Brittany mean, wanted so, a perfect record. I'm, I'm yeah. sure Kurt could appreciate that. Well, okay. So here's the thing. And like, we'll come back to this a little later in the episode. But Bert, yeah. So Bert says he's been dealing with the... Gay with stuff. The, with gay stuff. With the fact that Kurt is gay. Um, and now he's confused because it seems like Kurt is not gay. Um, and he does, mm. like, he does follow it up by saying that, like, Kurt is free to be whatever he wants. And um, when when he figures it out, Bert says he'll be good either way. Which I felt was a little biphobic, but I think that's just kind of how our culture is. Well, um, it definitely, but, yeah. that's definitely the way that Ohio in 2010 is. Right, exactly. And I think that's part of it is I think Bert is, I think Bert is acting the way that a father in that area of that time would act, which is that they're, sure. they're trying to do the best they can, but they're confused because, you know, when you see someone doing something that is typically considered straight, but they told you they're gay that's conflicting information for you so yeah um kurt is wearing overalls during the scene i thought i would mention because it's the least um accessible clothes for making out i would (laughs) and for um you know maybe that was intentional i think it probably was (laughs) um but yeah so then uh it's great because as bird is leaving he says use protection and then Brittany. Ask her oh, a- after Bert leaves. Brittany asks her, "Does he mean like a burglar alarm?" <laughs> how? Okay, like how is how Brittany is... not pregnant? Yeah, is the real question. That's the question. <laughs> okay, this is gonna get a little bleak. Maybe you're gonna have to edit this part out. <laughs> oh, good. Do you think she was sterilized? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> um. By whom? I mean, against her will, obviously. It's a thing. Uh, thing, Mentally handicapped people get sterilized all the time. But Maggie, no, no, that's not true. They don't do that anymore. Well. That's not not an okay thing to do anymore. (laughs) 
But I well, think it's it was, a fair it was, question. It was definitely never okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was never okay. Society has made a real 180 on that one because we did it in like the 60s. Oh, man. But Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think she's been sterilized, but also I actually don't think that was a terrible question because it's <laughs> very possible. <laughs> All right. So, coming up next, it's Puxades scene. Yes. Uh they are discussing uh what's going on between the two of them at their lockers. Yes. And Mercedes does say something really great to Puck. She's t- she says you have great arms, and we have good musical chemistry, which are both very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so what, what we find out, so it actually starts, I think, with Puck saying something about Super Mario Bros. 3 yeah, being the best because it has Star Worlds. About, he's definitely talking about Mario. Yes. Um, and so Mercedes says, hey, you need to shut up about video game stuff and you need to ask you need to learn more about me like you need to ask me questions to get to know me better um which is kind of just a typical relationship thing but puck lets us know that he's never done that ever so yeah um, uh and mercedes is like well i do like those frozen coffee drinks and puck's like oh should i go get you one of the yes decaf please thank you yes and so he he walks away and he confronts jacob ben israel um, because he, Jacob Benazil, as he's walking by him, looks away instead of like before where they were all just staring at him. Um, mm-hmm. and so Puck re- learns, he, he kind of throws Ben Israel up against the locker and, uh, Puck learns that he's back to being cool because he's been dating Mercedes Jones and, uh, some of the nerds that dumpstered him transferred out of fear of retaliation. And Puck, uh, awash with this power rush, uh, does, you know, take his lunch money and yes and force him to him buy to... the coffee drink from mercedes yes um uh which mercedes does see yeah and she looks upset about it yeah so, so the santana next scene... also sees oh. it and is like damn yes so, so the next scene is mercedes and santana singing the boy is mine oh, and they're fighting over yes Puck. it's very yes. good it's yes <laughs> Well, so, okay, so yeah, so it starts out, they're both on their cell phones in the hallway talking to each other, but they're, like, walking next to each other, which is a very good scene, Uh, Um, but then uh, it cuts to them over the piano in the glee room, uh, singing at each other. And, um, I don't know, the, when Mercedes and Santana sing together, they are just, it's too much, they're too good, they're, they're both the best singers in the club. And yes. it's too much for them to sing together. I get overwhelmed, and it's Fair a enough, very good yeah. song. It's well done. There's some like fun intercutting where uh, they're like in class, like passing notes to each other, and like yes, really... it's very good because they like they they make a very dramatic like Mercedes like writes a note like makes a very clear like she's writing a note, stands up, folds it in half, and then walks around the desk to hand it to Santana who is sitting two seats down from her, <laughs> and then Santana she like walks around the table to go back to her seat, and then Santana writes on the note, folds it back up, stands up, and then like throws it in front of Mercedes. <laughs> Like, it's very good. It's a very good scene. They are, um, yeah, I guess they're like, the sad thing is that these two powerful women are fighting over a boy. Yeah, it's How true. depressing. I mean, that's Ryan Murphy for you. I think he doesn't think women do anything but fight over men. That sucks. Or, that sucks. Or worried that they are, their only attribute is their voice. 
That um, sucks. But yeah, so speaking of that, how is this a voice song? Like, how is this saying anything about... Um, well, <laughs> like, you said, like you said, Sam, this is what Ryan Murphy thinks women are all about. Yeah, well, okay, so that's the thing. Shu doesn't say anything about how this isn't a voice song. To be fair, no. they get they get into, like, a physical... Things start to get a little physical a at the end of the song. A little physical, yeah. A- they, um, they, they do uh, step away from having the piano in between them. Yes, and, and so they're, like, shoving a little bit. It's um, a little heated. Yeah, so Sue, Sue, Shu, sorry, Shu gets in between them and says that they can go at it in song, but that is it. Um, which doesn't seem like good advice from a teacher. Um, <laughs> Santana storms out, and, okay, here's the grossest part. So, like, Shu, like, physically gets in between them and is, like, holding yep. them apart from each other. Santana storms out. He's still touching Mercedes at the end of the scene, stop and, like, he's touching, touching her from the front. Young girls he... will stop <laughs> he, it. He, he kind of, like, squeezes her shoulder a little bit as the scene ends, and I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 stop. <laughs> and, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, again, so like Shu doesn't say anything about how this isn't an appropriate like song for their voice. What on earth is this saying about who Mercedes <laughs> Santana are? Like, it's not saying anything. It's saying they're petty, jealous people. Like, God damn it, Shu. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Come, well, didn't um, didn't Jesse's girl sh- sort of show that? Uh, yeah, Finn is I guess also petty and jealous. <laughs> that's a good point. Fair <laughs> enough. The only one that, yeah, there's only one song that really fits the, uh, well, so Pucks fits in the sense that, like, the act of it is very Puck, but not the song. I feel like the only other one is the last one in the episode that we get, which is Kurt's, which is later. Yeah. Kurt's second one. No, that one is the reason why. Yeah, this episode exists. Yeah, having Kurt sing Rose's Turn is the reason why the episode was themed what's your voice yeah like come on (laughs) yeah so we'll get to that so the next scene um we're back at the dumpster puck is coordinating the dumpstering of all the nerds that dumpstered him Um, yes he's back to dumpster bullying mercedes is not into it she's like no yeah no this will not be happening when we are dating this is bad and puck kind of lays it out for him he says hey this is what being popular is you have to put the people who aren't popular in their place and that's how we maintain our power over the not popular people. And you kind can see Mercedes start yeah, to think about it. Yeah, kind of an interesting look into the McKinley hierarchy here. Yep. Um, how are there not people in dumpsters all the time? Whatever. Well, it kind of seems at the beginning of the show, it kind of was that way, right? Because Kurt would get yeah, dumpstered like Kurt every was day. Dumpstering every day. Yeah. And like Coming Artie up... talks about how he gets bullied all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. Coming up next. Um, Rachel and Finn meet Jason Street. Oh, no, I mean Sean. Jason Street is a character from Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. Who was also um, gravely uh, injured by playing okay. football. Yeah, so yeah, so Sean is a recent paraplegic. Um, yep. He was at football camp with Finn before he had the football accident. I don't have many notes about this scene because it is unearned. Heavily uncomfortable, and it's just uh, a paraplegic person who is paraded in front of us to make us feel shame, um, as well as Rachel feel shame for worrying yes. about Rachel's voice. Yeah, so Rachel is very uncomfortable, and she tries to leave. Um, Sean Finn gets Sean to explain what happened to him, as well as his suicide attempt that he made. 
after they got him like a chair that he could use to get around. Um, and we essentially, we learned the lesson is that Sean learned that he was more than just one thing. Um, he does, there's another instance of him complimenting Finn, which is, I didn't have the balls to try out for my school's club like Finn did, which I'm like, God damn it. Stop. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't uh, know. How but, would, yeah. okay. If, I don't know how I would feel if I was being used as a pawn by someone who was supposed to be my friend. If I was right. being used as like a lesson to teach somebody well, else. Okay. Here's that kind the thing. of fucking sucks. It does. But here's the thing. How many visitors do you think he gets? Not very many. Probably. Basis? Yeah. He was in high school. Like honestly, and this sounds awful, but honestly, I would imagine that if this had happened to somebody that I knew in high school, like we just wouldn't, like they'd just be gone, you know? Sure. Like, it, like I don't know. Like you can't do anything. Like you can't go hang out with your friends anymore and stuff like that. So like yeah. I think honestly, he's willing to let. Like he's willing to have this interaction, even though it's a shitty one, more than have no interaction at all. But really, what we should be criticizing here is not is Glee. Finn's actions or whatever. Is Glee? Is Glee for like just parading like a disabled yeah. person in front of us as a lesson for Rachel? It's yeah. a shitty thing to do. Yes, I agree. And it's um, like like yeah. we've mentioned, it's unearned. We're not we don't yeah. have emotional we don't have an emotional attachment to this character. We no. should. If they want us to learn something or they want us to feel something, we need to actually like know a character instead yeah. of just know their disability. Yeah. Well, cuz that's that's the thing is at the end of the day, all this character is is a stand-in for, also, we never you know, see him yeah. again. So yeah, this that's, that's just that's just us re that's just reemphasizing our point. Like if yeah. if we're supposed to feel something, it can't just be one episode and then gone. Right. You know. Yeah. It, yep, it comes I off agree. as like as a poorly done diatribe that is really not great. Yeah. Shameless, honestly. Yep. Yep. So let's move on to the next scene. We're, we're, we have another scene with Sean coming up, so like we can get into it again. Um, <laughs> no, I don't so, want to get into it again. I'm done. <laughs> so, so the next scene I have is titled "The Quitter" because Mercedes is quitting the Cheerios. Yes, um, we Sue, see Mercedes yeah. in uh, back in her normal outfit. Well, not yes. Well, it's a kind very of. good outfit. Yes, it's a good outfit. Yeah, it's, it's like a gold jacket and a beret. She looks great. Yes, um, Puck Sue informs comes us up that, to her and is oh. well. Because she well, so, okay. hasn't talked to Sue yet. Puck comes up to her and is like, oh, yeah. why are you wearing your Cheerios outfit? And Mercedes says, oh, I quit the Cheerios. Then we flash to Mercedes in Sue's office. Yes. And then, yeah, so Sue Sue informs us that in the Cheerios, you either die or I kick you off. Nobody quits. Um, but Mercedes does because that's who Mercedes is. Mercedes and... is like, well, I am quitting. So, yeah. bye. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, then we go back to the hallway with Puck. And, oh, there, um, no, there is a good, there is a good oh, bit go with Sue it. that you missed yeah. um, where Sue uh, does say the thing about quitting and then is like, well, what am I going to do about that Mariah Carey number where you do vocal runs for 10 minutes? Nationals well, is in three weeks. Yeah, the best uh, part she, is... Yeah. yeah, she concludes that she'll have to take the mic herself and issue a diatribe, probably about immigrants. Which, if you'll remember, um, the Nationals, the Cheerios, or the Cheerleading Nationals competition is going to be in Albuquerque. Yeah, it's so, in Albuquerque. That's fun. 
So that's probably a bad place. Don't for that talk kind about of immigrants topic. here. <laughs> in a, in a, I mean, talk about immigrants in a good way. Well, you know it, Sue. Come on. No, she'll be, she'll be saying <laughs> yeah. something you know massively offensive, and then say yeah. uh, something really uh, surprisingly nice, and we'll be confused about who she's supposed to be. Yes. Um, so anyway, so we're back in the hallway and uh, I didn't write down the exact quote, but essentially she tells Puck that she'd rather be lame in Glee than popular and mean. Um, and she thinks Puck would probably rather be that way too. Mostly yep. because she, she saw, she talked about how she saw the side of Puck that was nice to people and, you know, was, I don't know, good at singing music. Honestly, we didn't really seem to do very much no. else besides that. So, but she says that she thinks he would rather be that person two um but i don't really seem to believe anything on him in a classic mercedes storyline she does something out of character and then at the end realizes that she's done something out of character and is back to being mercedes yes woohoo um yep and so then we cut to well i don't even know if it's a cut but we get to another couple in the hallway kurt and Brittany. uh they're walking down the hallway uh holding hands and they run into bert and it's what the fuck is he doing at school again like yes Bert is there, question mark? Well, he's there to uh, take Finn out for a hoagie and motocross date. Yes. Uh, and Kurt is upset with, like, why the why did I do this butch thing? Yes. If it so, yeah, so if my dad wasn't even going to offer to take me to motocross. Yeah. So, so Kurt is upset because he didn't get he's not getting invited to this either. Um, Bert talks about how Finn needs a buddy right now, which is not good taste um and then we go into kurt singing rose's turn from gypsy the musical man it's uh it's a good number it's a good ass number where you really feel kurt's emotions during it uh it flashes from him in the hallway singing to himself to in the auditorium back in a more you know traditionally kurt outfit yes Um, huge ascot very good it's got More of a scarf, really. It has skulls on it, and he is uh, singing uh, to the rafters. And it's—I mean—it's unclear of whether this part is real or not. When there's a um, there's a yeah, big this... sign. <laughs> so, so that's my thing. So there's a giant Kurt in lights behind him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the thing is, after he sings this song, it's and so the part where, like, yeah. in the in the original song, it's like everything's coming up, Rose. This bit yes. is like everything's coming up, Kurt, and yes, big, and the a, lights blast behind him. It's great. Yeah, of just K U R T. Yes, um, but yeah. So uh, the lyrics are oddly relevant to a situation, of course, because like we said, this whole episode was tailored to, to be for a, the song about, for this song. for the song. Um, but it also randomly mentions Rachel Berry, which is weird. Like it did the same thing it's, with Vogue, but like, yeah, ugh. where would you be, Miss Rachel Berry? Well, I think the um, it just rhymed. <laughs> The original yes. had a, a another character, so they had to put something in there. It definitely yeah. rhymed. Also, like, I mean, I f- think Kurt uh, does feel particularly overshadowed by Rachel because in sure. any other club, without a Rachel Berry in it, he would be the star. That's true. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, but that's but yeah, true and, of so many characters in this fucking club. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so then we find out that this was... so this was in reality like he was singing um he was practicing he was practicing kurt's turn 
Yes, on on the auditorium stage in the auditorium because Bert is there. Um, so, which immediately begs the question for me: the giant Kurt thing does it exist? Because uh... here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It seems like it would have to because of how it was set up. But once you see behind him, once he's talking to Bert, because it does the uh, shot reverse shot. Yeah. Um, there are lights, but they're not in the shape of Kurt. So I think it might have just been yeah, Kurt's I think, imagination. I think it was his imagination, as he's saying. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you but can yeah. still do all the moves without the big lights behind you. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but it doesn't feel the same way. Anyway. Then um, Bert, uh, is, yeah, Bert and Bert. Kurt have a heart-to-heart um, yes. about how, like, uh, Bert is trying to deal with, like, the stuff like stuff about kurt like him yes. being gay him like them yeah. having very different interests that sort of thing and kurt is like well i'm trying to and the gist of the scene is bert is like you don't have to you need to yeah. just be who you are and let me deal with the rest of it all right okay yeah. so like here's the thing this scene is honestly probably the one that i feel like like I think when I talk, like when I've talked to people and they're like, "Oh, I really like Glee." Like I really like it really spoke to me. I've talked to a lot of gay people who like Glee yeah. and I think this scene is honestly like the reason okay, why. Okay, but like um let's be real here. If you're uh not a gay person who likes Glee, then you are in the minority. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but like but so that's the thing is like this scene I mean, that's the thing that, like we said, this whole episode is set up for Kurt's turn. And honestly, yep. this scene, I think, because Ryan Murphy, knowing who Ryan Murphy is, yeah. this is the only plot line where I think Ryan Murphy has actual legit experience. Legit experience in... and also like uh, willing to think logically about yes. how a story should be told. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, it, it, I don't know. It's just a really good message because I feel like it's one of those things where um, for a lot of gay people, like you have this experience where you try to pretend to be straight and then somebody kind of just like, it's like, Hey, don't, you don't have like to have someone tell you, you don't have to do that. Like that's not your job. is a really nice thing. So, it is. Um, and yeah, they have a, they hug. It's very cute. They talk about how much they love each other. It's adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. Um, so then... Ex- okay. Oh, I do want to yeah. say one thing, right? Yeah. Is if Kurt wasn't written as such a gay stereotype, then him and his dad could have things to connect on. Yeah. Because if Bert wasn't ri- written as such a fucking straight stereotype... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, I think... But if I think part cl- of it... If it wasn't a clashing of archetypes, these two yeah. people could have more things to connect on. Well, I mean, to be fair, it does seem like they do have some things to connect That's on. True. because They do we've both seen... like murder mystery dinners, maybe. Yeah, well, and we've seen that um, Kurt has helped his dad out with car stuff, like mechanic stuff That's in the true. past. So I think they do have some things, but I think the main thing is the like whole sports culture. And Kurt just doesn't seem to really be into that. Well, why Which, would you be? Exactly. See, that's the thing. Only I don't a think... sixth of baseball is the pants. <laughs> um but i think that's part of it is the uh the it, it's not even necessarily a gay versus straight thing i think it's just more of a 
like two very different people thing yeah Yeah. well because so bert tells us about how he had a lot of expectations for what his life would be like with a son when kurt was born and those things just haven't really come to fruition so now that he has the chance to do some of those things with finn he's he's just he's jumping into it really hard because he that's what he wanted to do. Like, that's something he's always and wanted he to do. And he also recognizes that, like, Carol is into the two of them hanging out because yes, yeah. Finn, is, she, yeah. Finn is talking to Bert about, like, his dad and stuff like that. Even though we don't see it, we just hear about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I, I agree. They're both very... Arch- like, it's very... This, this wouldn't necessarily exist in the real world. But I think... I don't know. I don't mind it as much. Also because... Glee has put a lot of effort into building these two characters for us. Yeah. So I don't mind it as much. It doesn't feel as Yeah, cheap it doesn't it doesn't feel as, as cheap, some of the others. For sure. Like that's yeah. why that's why we both like the scene because the emotional weight is deserved. Yeah. So yeah, let's I don't talk know. about it, a scene with emotional weight that is undeserved. Yeah, so we're back <laughs> we're back with Sean. Uh Rachel is visiting Sean on her own um to thank him for showing her that she's not nothing if she can't sing. Um, who and yeah. uh the scene both of the uh, sean scenes are like pretty long yeah um and the gist of this one is that rachel's got her voice back and she's gonna give sean singing lessons because he's yeah. interested in singing right yeah because um even though rachel is more than just her voice the only thing she has to offer is, is her voice her voice um, but yeah, so she, she didn't get the surgery after all. She just did home remedies, um, well, which I have in quotations. She I also think, took the antibiotics. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she did take yeah, so- some real people medicine. <laughs> that's okay. That's mean. Yeah. Some- but like, but yeah. to be fair, her doctor was like, you've had it. You've had tonsillitis before. You should get your tonsils out. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so she offers thinking lessons of thanks again, seems weird. Like I felt uncomfortable about this. I think the reason these scenes feel so long is because they're just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, so then they sing One Love, um, which I then think, kind of I transcends... I think the name of the song... I was wrong. In the subtitles, it does say One Love, but I'm pretty sure the song's name is just One. Oh, okay. So One. Great. Even better SEO. By, I was trying by to look this up two. earlier. Yeah, okay. Um, but so, yeah. So they sing One, um, and then it moves to the entire Glee Club singing it. Um, Sean, I made a note. Sean isn't actually that bad. Um, no, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, because it goes from Sean being the male lead to Finn being the male lead, and Finn is definitely yeah. worse. And I think part of the reason I'm trying to figure out why I dislike Finn singing so much, and part of it I think is that like it's just so gravelly, but not in like a good way. You know, like sure. there are certain places where you want to have like a real like gravelly like kind of like singing voice but like finn is always sound that always sounds that way regardless of whatever type of music he's singing and it always just kind of irks me a little bit i don't know <laughs> you just hate it, finn yeah that might be it honestly but uh yeah. it looks like i'm looking at the one youtube uh the one um wiki page yeah. and it looks like it was released as a benefit single with proceeds going to aids research well, that's cool so that's nice um yeah 
But yeah, so um, they're all all of the Glee Club is wearing blue button downs over jeans. I've said it before. Every time the Glee Club like goes for this like jeans and either like a white top or like one of these button up things, they look like cult members because <laughs> they're so diverse, beautiful, and one of them is pregnant. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the main reason, don't you think? <laughs> they just look like they're part of a cult. Yeah, I. Um, well, to be fair, they also all wear their hair down. None of they them do. have any like tattoos or piercings. No. Like they're very vanilla. Yeah, they're very they're very culty in that sense. I feel like they either look like they could be a cult or they could be in a math textbook. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, Rachel's singing is pretty great as always. She's the female lead. Uh, Finn's male lead. We already talked about that. Who gives a shit? Um, there's a lot more of the walkie choreography where they all just kind of walk around the stage. Yeah, um, they walk around and like raise their arms up a bit, and you know, yeah, it's a U2 song. It's not <laughs> great. It's it's over soon. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then so it ends. So the Glee Club bit ends with a reach up, as per usual. They all point to the ceiling, and then we see the ceiling. Um, and then uh, we're back with Sean. And so my question is: Did Rachel did Rachel imagine that performance? No, like, did I it think actually they happen? Did sing it. I think I think the Glee Club probably did sing it. It's just intercut with yeah, this but Sean moment maybe because uh, did they do it? Suggest be- that they sing it. Uh, sh- her and Sean sing it because Sean's gonna know the words. But yeah. maybe it's also because they're singing it in Glee Club and she needs to practice. I don't know. <laughs> She's Even a multitasker. She's, she's she's offering singing lessons, but really it's just practice for her for the Glee Club. Yeah. Oh she my doesn't God. like to like sometimes she can't just sing alone by herself into her mirror with her hairbrush. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um but yeah, so that's how the episode ends. Um Thank Christ. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we're coming up on a mi- on an hour thirty here. Um, so sorry it's taken this long. Well, it's because we really um we really dug deep into some minutiae. Yeah. This time, let's get into the podcast business. Take yes. it away, Rachel Berry. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Both stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Great. Um. Yeah. So then, uh, so I'll go first. My gold star. I give my gold star to Bert. Um. Unsurprisingly. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's essentially best like, dad. Yeah. Exactly. Best dad. Give him a mug. Send him off. My <laughs> uh, gold star is going to Rachel Berry this episode. Ooh. Because okay. Leah Michelle's performance is pretty top-notch um, with the bad singing. Yep. <laughs> and sure, then sure. also, um, like, I don't know. You really like that Tinkerbell need applause yes. to live bit. I did, too. Dude, that line is so good. That line is honestly one of the best lines of the so, episode. It's so Rachel. Um, and she she acts it so well. Like, Leah Michelle delivers it so well. It's perfect. Yeah. Anyway. I think yeah, if they um, had dug deeper into the Mercedes in Santana yeah. um, bit, I would have liked that. But uh, they didn't. My, my best number is going to be... Um, the boy is mine. Nice. So. Okay. Yeah, I I picked uh, "Lady Is a Tramp" for best number, mostly Dude, just because I like that song. What about Kurt's turn? <laughs> Fuck. Well, Kurt's I mean, turn is also very good. It's also very good, but it's really short. You know, um, it is. Both of Kurt's I, songs are short this episode. 
Yeah, I think I like Lady as a Tramp a lot because um, Puck is fine, but like Mercedes is a really good singer, and I feel like she, she has a really great place to shine in that song. So she does. Uh, yeah. And who? What else? So yeah. So rating. Um, I rating. give this episode. I would slash this episode once out of five, and it's mostly like. I think it probably should be higher at the end of the day, but the main reason is that I really like the Kurt and Burt storyline. I'm not, I'm not overly offended by the Puck and Mercedes storyline. Like, I think it's fine. I think it's weird, yeah, but I think I it's think fine. The, the Puck and Mercedes feels forced, but thank God it's, um, it's over soon enough. Yeah, you know, and it's mostly it's mostly a vehicle for the song that I like, like the song I pick for best number, and also. Mercedes quitting Cheerios. So, like, yeah, at least there's some progression. It's like, over without too much blood or sadness. It's done. Yes. Um. But, yeah, I dislike the Rachel storyline. But I do like the parts that Rachel has. Like, I think Rachel does a really good job in it. Finn is whatever. I don't really like him, but I don't really give a shit. And uh, I don't like the fact they use Sean as a token disabled person to teach Rachel a lesson. So I I gave it it one out of five, but, but like it could probably be higher than that. I just really like the curtain bird stuff. I'm slushing three out of five. Nice. Yeah. Because it deserves it. Like particularly because of, um, the unearned emotional weight. Um, yep. Uh, we've already, we've talked about it way too much already. Don't need to harp on it, harp, harp on it for uh, longer. Also, nobody fucking had laryngitis, and the name of right. the show is laryngitis. <laughs> it's a bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's it, a fair though. point. Coming up yeah. next. Uh, next week is Dream On. Um, you'll, if, if you're if you're Glee, if you're hip to the Glee wiseness, you'll remember that this is an episode that has Neil Patrick Harris and also was directed by Joss Whedon. It's so. directed by Joss Whedon, who is a uh, actual pile of trash. Uh, <laughs> let's let's end the episode. It's, okay, it's gonna yeah. be over soon. It's over now. Well, thank you so no, much for we, listening. No, Maggie, let's, we our have socials to do the socials. Are yeah. Facebook, Sam and Maggie Hakley, Twitter, S and M Hakley. Uh, Gmail email. It's snmhakley at gmail.com. Oh, I'm so proud contact, of you. Contact us if you have thoughts. Perhaps you felt some. You you actually felt something with yeah. this Sean storyline. Maybe you think we're totally off base. Well, Whatever. yeah. So, um, also as a note, you did you did send me somebody Snapchatted you on one of our episodes. We talked about yeah. you were confused about how Rachel was Jewish. Um, but somebody, you know, Snapchatted us and was like, Hey, you know, Rachel can be Jewish. Like it could be that her birth mother was Jewish. It could be that one of her dads is Jewish. It could be that, you know, they decided they wanted to be Jewish. Like there's a yeah. whole way there's a whole variety of reasons that Rachel could be Jewish. So Yes. And that the person who sent that to me is Jewish, so they have some yeah. some, some experience. Clout. Yes. Uh, so th- yeah, shout out to Shovel. Thanks, Shovel. Let's uh, let's yeah, end uh, the uh, let's end the ep though. Yes, let's let's end this ep like the Babadook of the gay world that it is. I've been <laughs> Sam, and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee from the top. Ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da,